Have you been in a relationship where it just doesn't seem like it's working out? You know, maybe you're confused about what's happening in the relationship. See, a lot of times people in a narcissistic, an abusive, a toxic relationship don't know they're in those type of relationships until a lot of times it's too late, until they're stuck, until they feel trapped, until they can't get out. And a lot of times they go through life and they get into these relationships and they don't see the signs. And they don't see the red flags that pop up in words and actions and deeds with the narcissist that for other people would be like, whoa, like that's not a direction I want to go. Like this isn't a person I want to be with because of how they interact, how they respond, what they want, where they're going. And a lot of times early on in that relationship, you, you don't see that. And it's not something that's like conscious. It's not something that you want to see sometimes. Sometimes people acknowledge them but kind of brush past them or excuse them away. And these red flags can be so difficult and can be so hard to identify in the early stages. One, because a lot of people aren't equipped. A lot of people don't have the tools to identify red flags. They don't have the tools to see, hey, how fast this relationship is progressing is not normal. Like saying I love you on the very first date or asking to marry on the third date is not the typical norm of a person who's trying to build a long-lasting, engaging relationship with communication, love, honor, respect, trust. And a lot of times people miss these red flags. And so as a result, they'll be in the relationship, they'll be working and they'll be scratching their head trying to figure out like what is going on? Like why is this not working? Like other marriages seem to be going on just fine. Like other marriages seem to be put together. Like what's wrong with ours? What's wrong with our relationship? Why aren't we working? And a lot of times when people get to that spot and they don't have any clarity of what they're dealing with, they'll start reaching out to anybody and everybody. Maybe they'll start reaching out to their girlfriends or their guy friends, or maybe they'll start reaching out to a pastor or a counselor. And a lot of times people get to the place where they're like, hey, like we just got to figure this out. Like We don't know what's going on. A lot of times it's one person that's saying that. But they'll get to the place where they'll say something like that, and then they'll be like, I think we just need to go to counseling. A couple of things normally happen here with a narcissistic relationship. One, you'll have one partner, so the narcissist, that won't ever go to counseling. They refuse to do it. They think it's the worst thing ever. They've had bad experiences with counselors, with therapists. They think they're a bunch of quacks. They're not going to waste their time. And so they just won't go. They won't ever go. Okay, And you'll be fighting them tooth and nail to actually get them in the door of a psychiatrist's office or anything like that. And so you'll see that type of aspect happen with a lot of narcissists. You'll see other ones that sometimes they'll push for it. They'll be like, I think we need to go to counseling. Like, I think it's a communication issue. I think it's something that we need to figure out right now. We, know, we need to go to counseling. Like, let's book it. Let's go. And a lot of times that type of situation ends up going really bad. You see, because the people, a lot of times the victims are coming to the table and they're thinking, why isn't this marriage working? Why isn't this relationship working? You know, their relationship does, their marriage does, like why isn't ours working? So they start thinking, hey, a logical thought process, when a couple's not doing together, what are they going to do? They're going to go to couples counseling. They're going to sit down and try to talk with someone who's going to come to the table and say, hey, how do we work on making both these people better for each other and to engage them at a higher level so they can become more loving, more respectful, more connected? How do I work on helping fix, help repair this person's relationship, friendship, marriage, whatever it might be? 
And they go into it with the idea that there's two people there trying or wanting to make the marriage work. The problem is when you go in from an unhealthy but non-toxic relationship mindset of like, hey, this relationship isn't healthy, but it's not toxic. You go in thinking, hey, I'm coming in to contribute 100%. They're coming in to contribute 100%. And we just have to figure out our differences in communication, our our love languages, our different styles, our, our personalities. We just got to figure all that out and we'll be fine. The problem is when those people come to the table, they're thinking that they're dealing with a regular relationship. They think that they're dealing with someone else who's just broken, just hurt, but wants to make it work. The majority of time with narcissists, they don't want to make it work. They're not interested in actually putting in the time and effort. So as a result, going to counseling together as a couple becomes a playground of manipulation. If you've heard me on live events, if you've heard me on one-on-ones, like one of the things that I tell people is I always coach and counsel people to not go to counseling or therapy with a narcissist. Don't go to couples counseling. The reason why is the majority of people out there are not adept at being able to identify narcissism and be able to put it in the right location so that you can work on growing and healing. A lot of times you put a narcissist in a counseling situation and they will use that to either manipulate their image to look better than what it actually is or to manipulate your image to look worse than what it actually is or they'll use this the thoughts, the feelings, the emotions, the things discussed in those sessions as more fuel to be able to control and manipulate you. Give you a good example. My wife and I started six months ago, whenever this video is being recorded, six months ago, going to couples counseling. Okay. This was after she'd put in year and a half. I'd put in a year of our own individual therapy. Hear that again. Own Single, individual therapy, complete different therapist. We both put in the work singularly, okay? Like that has to be like that has to be crucial and, and clear. If your narcissist isn't willing to spend time in counseling and therapy on their own to work through all their stuff and you see a consistent change in their lives, then they're not willing to change. So don't go to couples counseling, to couples therapy. Don't go. Okay? So that's my warning label. My wife and I, we end up going and we went to this guy who was a Christian counselor. Again, right now in my life, another red flag because most Christian counselors don't have a healthy view of narcissism. They don't understand it. They don't really know anything about it. And they label it oftentimes as different attributes that needs to be fixed spiritually, which I do agree. But you can't get fixed spiritually if you're unwilling to admit where you are. And if you're unwilling to admit what's wrong or what you're doing wrong. So as we were sitting there in the Christian counselor's office and talking through different things, I started picking up from, at that point, a self-aware point that, hey, I want to work on this marriage. I start picking up phrases and thoughts and words that the counselor's saying that I'm like, wait a second. Like, if I was in an unhealthy state in this moment, all this stuff is literally ammo for me to attack my wife with. And that is why I'm a big advocate on if you're with a narcissist, if you're with a toxic person, of not going to couples counseling together. And honestly, not going to Christian counseling. Because they normally don't understand this stuff. 
So for instance, uh, one of the first counselors we ever went to had the idea of, you didn't make it easy for Ben not to sin, which slowly crept into the idea and the concept of my wife that it still was her fault. That she could have done something better to change my decisions. That she could have done something better to change how I cheated or how I left or anything like that. In reality, like it was my choice. It was my consequence that I bore. It was my thing that I came up and I'm like, hey, I'm doing this. It didn't have anything to do with her. It was my choice. When we were in counseling just a couple of months ago with uh, the new one that we started with, the Christian counselor, we were with him for a month or two, then we stopped, went to somebody else because I was like, this is not healthy. He, he brought up the idea of like making the house a safe place. So, and it gave like the idea of like Caleb making sure like the house was, was cleaned up and was put together and was like a safe environment for me to come in and to lead her spiritually. And I'm just like sitting there and I'm like thinking like, we have a two, two and a half year old. Like there's a lot of times when I come home, like the house is a wreck. That doesn't have any influence on me being a man and leading my household. But oftentimes you'll have Christian counselors, you'll have therapists, you'll have people that'll say different things out of good intentions, not realizing that what you just gave the narcissist is ammo to destroy the next person. You see the reason why I cheat on you? Because you don't love me that way. You see where I don't lead you and don't care about you? It's because you don't respect me by cleaning up the house. You see why? And it goes on and on and on and on. I can't say it enough. If you're in a toxic relationship, if you're with a narcissist, don't go to couples counseling. Tell them, hey, you need to do the work and see how long it lasts. Because if they're not showing honest vulnerability, consistent change, doesn't matter. They're not willing to put in the work. They don't care about you. Pack your bags. Leave. I'm not on this channel to bring hope. I'm on this channel to bring awareness, healing, growth, and change. And I hope I can do that by you watching this, by you subscribing, by you scheduling a one-on-one, -on -one, us talking through the trauma bond, the calmness, the growth, the clarity of where you want to go, and try to help provide you the healing that you need and that you deserve to be the person that you need to be on a day-to-day -day basis. Hey, I hope you've enjoyed these episodes. I love interacting with different people. If you're interested, reach out to me sometime through my website, Raw Motivations. Would love to interact with you. Either send us a message there, uh, schedule one-on-one -on -one so I can talk to you, try to work with you through whatever whatever you're going through on life. You know, whether that's a relationship, uh, narcissism, uh, whether that's just life trying to get from one step to the other and trying to figure out how do I break out of this mind fog of what's going on. Would love to talk to you more. We'd love to see you guys reach out and comment and like on different things. We've got Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We'd love to see interactions there. And as you're listening to this, like go ahead and rate us. Give us a couple of ratings just to help promote this message to other people so other people can have positivity in their lives as we're trying to grow, change, and help other people find that awareness as well.